Ramble. Pretty basic. <laughs> Hello, guys. Welcome back to Pretty Basic. You have Miss Remy Ashton Cruz here today, and I am joined with no one. It is my second ever, I believe, solo episode of this podcast in five years. <laughs> and the reason why I often stray from doing solos is because uh, the last time that I did one, we recorded for, I believe it was three and a half hours. I was profusely sweating. I started over and over and over again. And when I got the edit back, it was 30 minutes <laughs> of usable recording. So uh, hopefully in the past like year or so since I did that, I've gotten better at podcasting. I feel like I have. I feel like I've grown quite a bit too. But anyways, I'm here to uh, just chat with you guys, girlies to girlies, girlies to gays, girlies to whoever's listening. And uh, just excited to get into it today. We're going to do a little bit of a Q&A and just kind of, you know, chat about what's going on in life. I must say also before we start, I am wearing, if you go to the YouTube channel and watch, new Pretty Basic merch. It's so cute. This is so me. We actually like modeled this after a sweatshirt that I wear like every single day pretty much. It's a really cute, it is cropped, but I would say it's not like short cropped. It's like, I would say it's in between like a normal cropped shorter sweatshirt and like a regular length crew neck. It is a creamy white and it says pretty basic on, you know, the chest. It's so cute. I love it so much. I also like, it's very soft on the inside. I'm very specific about my sweatshirts. I hate when sweatshirts have that like terry kind of like scratchy material on the inside. So I'm very particular with the merch that I put out and I love it when it's nice and soft and fleece lined. So it feels like you're wearing a blanket, but I will say it's also not super thick. It's obviously spring turning into summer. I wore this out today. LA's actually been colder than normal during this time of the year. So I wore this out today. It's currently what, like May-ish and uh, I didn't even get sweaty. So I highly recommend, you know, you can layer it if you live in a colder climate. You can wear it out if you live in a hotter climate like LA. And uh, yeah, check it out on prettybasic.com. We have a really cute stuff. Uh, Cal wears the green How Are You Really t-shirt all the time. He loves it. And check it out. It's a really cute collection. And I really don't have much else to say. I've been doing pretty well. By this time, I definitely can share that my nephew is here and he is absolutely perfect and gorgeous. You guys. Oh, first of all, I know you guys loved having Shane on the podcast. I know that was a while ago, but I know you loved having Shane and it means so much to me that you guys uh, loved his company because I love his company. And it's as I was listening to it, I was like beaming because all I could think about was how I can't wait to look back on that episode you know, in a few years time, like my mom listened to it, my dad listened to it, my aunt listened to it. All of us have that to look back on. And that's my favorite thing about creating content online. First of all, it's being able to communicate and connect with you guys. Um, but also it's having these memories memorialized. So I can listen to that episode, you know, Shane's son, my nephew can listen to that one day and, and see, you know, a whole hour and a half long episode of the podcast. Uh, and Shane just talking about him and like hearing all the sweet things he was saying. So it's really great. I would love to have Lily and Shane on one day. I know everybody was asking for that. So would love to have that. Would love to have my family on one day, but for now you just get me. So sorry about that. Um, but yeah, it's, I've never ever. I'm already doing so much better than the first time I did a solo. Thank God. Should I look there now? Okay. Um, I have, this was my first time ever. I like my family's very small. So I never really had like babies around me. 
and, or at least like at, during my adult age. And so this was my first time seeing like a newborn, newborn. The only other baby that I've really been around is my best friend, Steph's baby. Um, but even when I saw him for the first time, he was like a month old, but I got to see my nephew when he was like 20 hours old and oh my goodness, he was so little and perfect and he's adorable. And when I tell you guys, when Shane said he's having a baby and he said, copy paste, he said, copy paste. I've ne- I sent the picture to Kaylee and Kaylee was like, I've never seen a baby look so much like their parent that early on. It is wild. I can't wait to see. I can't wait for him to get a little bit older and like to be able to play with him a little more, obviously, but I'll wait my turn. I'm so excited. I love him so much. Shane and Lily are already fantastic, incredible parents. And I'm just so eternally proud of them. It's, it's really, really crazy. And being able to see like my mom hold him and like, I got all emotional because obviously like you get to see like so many generations together. It was just really, really cool. And such a, such a beautiful thing. Actually, this is really funny. Uh, I found out that she went into labor. Lily went into labor I believe it was like Friday afternoon and uh, I went to bed Friday night. I was like fully ready to just drop everything, drive in Friday traffic back to Orange County. And my mom was like, Remy, like it takes, it takes a while. (laughs) Like just because she went into labor doesn't mean the baby's going to be here in like 10 minutes. So uh, she was like, just stay home, just wait, you know, I'll tell you when to come out we'll wait and see. Um, and then they obviously were like in the hospital all night long. She didn't actually start pushing till the next day. So, uh, I was just like waiting with bated breath. I didn't go to bed till like 4am cause I was just waiting for the text to go. Um, and at 4am I must've just been, it must've been a mixture of delirium and also just like hyper emotions. I must've been PMSing. I started crying in my bed alone because I was thinking about how beautiful it's going to be that how just beautiful life is. And how incredible it is that, you know, Shane and Lily are bringing in a new life into this world and how he's going to experience all, all that I've experienced for the first time ever. This is so simpy, but I was like, oh my God, like he's going to go to prom for the first time. He's going to fall in love for the first time. He's going to get his heart broken for the first time. He's going to get his first A on his first school paper. Like I was really, I was really emotional. And then I started thinking about that statistic where it's like, you know, every six seconds, uh, you know, a baby is born and every six seconds somewhere in the world, someone passes. So I was like, Oh my God, he is that baby right now. And then I started crying more because I was like, someone's dying. So it was a lot. And, uh, sweet cow walked in around that time. Cause he was also up with me cause we were both so excited. And he was like, why are you crying? And I was like, I told him why. And he's like, Oh, Remy. <laughs> So anyways, that's all to say. He's here. He's perfect. He's beautiful. He's so cute. Shane said copy paste. And uh, that's really my only updates that I have currently going on. Other than that, I miss Alicia so much. We've been so busy. I apologize that all the past few episodes have been so uh, back and forth. You know, like I came in and Alicia's done solos and all those sorts of things. But, um, you know, we've just been busy ladies. And I am looking forward to when we're back home for good are good. I can't wait for the Wicked movies. And uh, just, you know, the girly shooting the shit again. But for now, I hope you guys enjoy my solo. And I guess we'll just get into this Q&A. We asked you guys to ask us questions on 
Instagram. And if you guys are not following the Instagram, you should. It's at Pretty Basic Official. And if you're like a super fan, you might get led on to the close friends list where uh, certain little sneak peeks and things are posted. And we ask like specific polls if you guys want to, you know, answer specific things or help us like plan episodes and things. So follow the Instagram, check it out, follow the TikTok. I believe the TikTok is just, just Pretty Basic or is it Pretty Basic Official? It is also Pretty Basic Official. So check that out. And let's get into these questions. Wow. So I didn't even good. stop. How many minutes was that? That was nine minutes. Hell yeah. I was just told that was nine minutes, you guys. I'm already doing better than the first time. Okay, questions. Oh my God, I love this so much. I'm having the best time already. <laughs> Thank you so much. I'm so sorry if anybody wants to um, click out, but we're going to talk about K-pop. Okay, first one. But I love that. I feel like so many people are into K-pop now uh, versus like if I talked about this a few years ago. So I'm really happy if you're staying in the room with me. The first is rank your favorite K-pop artists. Oh my goodness. Oh, I, I feel like I've given this spiel quite a, t- a few times, but um, I'll give you a little background on my K-pop history. And I feel like that will let you know. Uh, in the past, I, I found K-pop when I was, I believe, like in like nine. 10th grade, like very early high school, um, right? Like at the start of second gen, I would say, um, we're currently at like the tail end of fourth gen, almost into fifth gen, if you're wondering, and you don't know anything about K-pop. I'd say we're like in the middle of fourth gen actually, but kind of almost finishing. Um, and so the first group that I ever found was I believe wonder girls. And I, I saw them live when they opened up for the burning up world tour with the Jonas brothers. (laughs) That's how old this is. And, um, I loved them. They were absolutely iconic. They're actually like still around today, which is really crazy. And, um, that was like my first like foray into K-pop. And then from there it was like a downhill spiral. And throughout the years, I've kind of like fell in love with a group and I've become like hyper fixated. You watch, I know people listening relate to me. You watch every interview you can, you watch every like variety show you can, you watch every single angle, every fan cam of every performance that you can. Um, so mine started with wonder girls. And then I got really into, I believe after that, I liked this group called beast that was around. Oh, but the group that I like fell in love with was shiny because they did this show called hello baby. where basically like Korean variety shows and Korean shows are really, really fun. And this is on the time of when like YouTube was just starting really. And I would watch this show called hello baby shiny edition. And I would go online and find episode one, part one, episode part one, part two, episode one, part three. And I would stay up in the late hours of the night when I was in high school and like watch every part that I could on my first generation iPod touch, fell in love with them. I thought I was going to marry Taman. Since then I really loved, um, I really, really loved girls generation. I had like a really big moment with them, like years with them still to this day. Um, and then another group that I fell in love with forever was sister. I like, that was a really, really crazy one that I like was obsessed with. Um, but again, I would always kind of go up and down. Now I'm in like the highest trajectory I've ever been. And I do not see myself coming down again. I love twice. I really like, I really, really love La Seraphim. I'm also very into XG now. I love XG. I'm getting everybody to get into XG. Um, who else do I love? So many groups. I really like Ive. I keep up with Ive. Um, I feel like I'm forgetting so many, but 
I really do love a lot of the groups. I'm more of a girl group girl than a boy group girl. But I mean, I like BTS. As we all know, my mom is like a huge army. So yes, I believe that's all the groups that I have currently on my radar. I know I'm forgetting like a big one right now. And I'm going to listen to this later and be mad at myself. But yes, I don't watch K-dramas. I'm actually going to start soon. Um, I watched Boys Over Flowers when I was like in high school again, but I haven't gotten around to watching them. Mostly because I love to do things while I'm watching TV. Like I have to always be doing two things at once, whether it's like cleaning dishes. That's why I'm always cleaning. I love cleaning laundry, a craft. Like I can't just sit and watch a TV show. So because of that, and because I don't speak Korean, I I need to like sit and read the subtitles. So I'm going to give it a try though. I need to like stop trying to do so much at once, but yes, sorry. That was so long winded. I just love it. Okay. Next one. How to tackle imposter syndrome in an industry with people growing faster than you. Okay, so have I felt imposter syndrome before? Yes. Did I kind of not even really know that imposter syndrome was like the title for it until more recently? Also, yes. For me personally, and this is where Alicia and I differ and we talk about it a lot. um, I've never really been one to compare myself to people kind of like my whole life. I've kind of always been... um, I don't know. I love to like cheer people on and like, do I sometimes get jealous of people? Do I sometimes like think like, oh, why isn't that happening to you? Absolutely. It's like human nature. Um, But I think something for me that I always remember that has kind of led me to remember that I'm in my own lane and, you know, feel independent in that sense and not compare myself to people is just remembering that we're all on our own path. And I know how cliche that sounds, but I think if you remember, you know, that you're doing your own thing. You can cheer on all the people around you just because someone is is doing better at something or quote unquote doing better than something just because someone is being rewarded with something. Remember that there's a spot for everybody at the table and like your time will come. It's just not your time currently and that's okay. Um, so I kind of remind myself that all the time. I think uh, with imposter syndrome, I, I feel that more in the sense of feeling like, an outcast a lot of times versus people growing faster than me. Um, I know with social media, it's really hard because it's such a tangible, easy way to see that people are growing faster than you because it's just simply numerical. But I think, yeah, just when you're thinking of numbers and growing, I think just remembering your own, you're in your own lane, you're doing your own thing, you're at your own timing. I mean, Alicia and I both had such different trajectories with YouTube. She has significantly more followers and numbers and things than I do, but we're both you know, it, 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 both of our careers led us to be in the studio together, led us to have these like very similar careers now at this time. Um, so I think just remembering that, you know, it, it, it doesn't, it's not always best also to like shoot up numbers overnight and then, um, you know, have to deal with that because that's also really hard. So I think just grow at your own pace. I love that. I personally love that I've always grown kind of steadily. Um, and I think that's created longevity for me in my career, but for imposter syndrome with feeling like an outcast, um, it's just kind of something that I've always felt. I mean, even being fully candid and blunt, um, I've talked to Alicia about this and I've said it on the podcast, especially when like people like Nikki and Ava and all of those wonderful girls have came on. I mean, I watched their videos as a fan. I, I really was like never in that lifestyle group. And I always like wanted to be obviously because it was, they're so nice and everybody's so cool, but I just like wasn't. (laughs) And I don't think it was for any other reason than just 
timing and life didn't put me in LA at the time to be around them. Like they're all really nice people. It just didn't work that way. Um, but it's definitely something that I feel now where I'm like, you know, they'll talk about like, uh, things that they did or like the tour they went on and things. And just, obviously I wasn't there. Um, and it's something that I'm fine with now because obviously I have my own life and we all have gone our own different ways. But at the time it definitely was something where I was like, Oh, like, I wish I could have been in that. Like, that's so cool. Um, so yeah, I think just remembering that we are all on our own journeys. I can look back now, obviously in a place where I am, um, you know, financially stable, financially independent. I have my, my friends, my family, I like Alicia's my best friend. And I never would have thought that from watching those videos back then. So yeah, I think just trying to remember perspective in all things. Sorry if that was long winded and didn't make any sense, but, um, yeah. Hope that helped. Okay, advice for moving in with your boyfriend. How to not become just roommates. Fabulous question. Um, so obviously Cal and my situation is a little bit uh, less conventional considering that we moved in right when COVID started on accident essentially. Um, but I would say advice for moving in with your boyfriend. I think it's very important to separate all responsibilities because if one person's doing more, one person's doing less. Resentment is very easy to build. I think that's also a big thing, a big a big way to help you not feel like roommates. Um, I mean, I'm trying to think of when I had roommates. I really only had roommates in college, but for me personally, when I had my roommate situation, you keep very much to yourself. You make your own food. You do your own dishes. You uh, clean up after yourself. You know what I mean? Like things like that, which obviously it's important to clean up after yourself, but everything is very to yourself. Whereas when you're living with someone and you're creating a home with someone and you don't want to just become roommates, I think it's really important to take on all those responsibilities together. Like I love when Cal and I, we just like put music on and we cook dinner together and he's my little sous chef and I'm telling him what to do. And then we do dishes together. Or if I cook dinner, then he's cleaning up the dishes after and, you know, we'll switch off with laundry. I think it's very important that you share the space versus, uh, you know, one person taking on the responsibilities. I think that's very important. And that's kind of a, a push and pull situation that we've had because I personally love to be a homemaker. I love to clean. I love to cook. I love to do all those things. And Cal's so appreciative of it. But then also you don't want to get to the point where just because I like doing it doesn't mean that I have to do it all the time. So we've really worked through that over the years. We've gotten to such a good groove with everything. And the only way we were able to get there was through communication and like us talking about things like and splitting up responsibilities. Like for instance, Cal takes care of the dogs pretty much 24 seven. Um, you know, he like feeds them, he gives them all their supplements. He helps take them out, things like that. Because in return, I will help do things that I personally enjoy doing more like, you know, cleaning the kitchen or doing things like that, because that's what I like to do. So I think it's important to make sure there's balance. I think also keeping, I mean, this is just personally for me, sorry, if this is TMI, but keeping the sex life alive also is very important when you are living together, because it's so easy to, uh, slip into, you know, a lull and that happens and it's natural, but then it really does feel like you're just roommates and you're just sleeping in the same bed. I do joke sometimes that we're roommates cause we kind of are cause you live together. But, um, I think that's a really big thing. I think also keeping the spark alive of not just sex, but going on dates, still getting out of the house. That's something that he and I need to work on still a lot because we have lived such a big part of our lives in this house and became homebodies and in a pandemic. So we love to stay in, but I think it's really important to get out, do your own things um, and come back together and have things to talk about. Okay, next question. How to embrace being single? It's been almost a year. Ugh, 
Oh my goodness. I, I really do think I, I know exactly how this girl feels. I really, really do. Because when you're single and not always, but for me, when I was single, all I was longing for was a boyfriend. And now that I am in a long-term relationship, I love him to death and I never, never want to be single again. But there are definitely times where I look back on my single life and I was like, oh my God, like I didn't realize how much freedom I had, how much fun that was, just like what an era of my life I was in. And I, I look back and I am kind of sad for myself that the whole time I was quote unquote single, I'm thinking of like my dating era. Um, I was just longing for a companion when he was there. There's always someone out there for everybody. Um, and I think when you are in your single era, I think it's really important to focus on your single era and learn about yourself. That is the time to date yourself, to learn things about you, to learn things about what you're looking for in a partner, uh, to learn about things that you're not looking for in a partner, but even more than like partner wise, learn things about you, learn things that you like. What are your hobbies? It's just 24 seven undivided time to spend with yourself, which is honestly really fucking hard. I feel like people don't give credit where credit is due. It can be hard to be single because it's a lot of time with yourself and it's a lot of like self-reflection, a lot of time to become self-aware, but it's the best time because it's just undivided time with you. So I think it's great to go out, go on solo dates with yourself, make friends, have just fun. It's, you know, once you get into a long-term relationship, it also is fun. Not to say that it's not. I love my life with Cal, but also like single Remy just did whatever she wanted without having to worry about anybody else or without having to think about what I do or what I'm doing affecting somebody else or any decisions that I'm making. I was just living for me. And that is a beautiful aspect of being single. Once you get into a long-term relationship, you just have to, you know, your life starts to split with somebody else. Not necessarily a bad way where you're like not living for yourself anymore, but you do have to consider someone at all times. So I think it's a beautiful time. I think have a grand time. Do whatever you want. Have fun. Live for yourself and be free. Pretty basic. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly... Patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. Okay, next. What was your first impression of Alicia before you became friends? I loved her. I really did. I know we always laugh about how uh, my first real interaction was her correcting me on how many subscribers she had. And I mean it in my whole soul when I tell you guys, I was not even a bit taken aback. I mean, I was taken aback, but by myself. I was truly like, 
you fucked it up, you stupid bitch. Like, that's why I was upset. I think it's so funny to laugh back on now. And that's really not who she is at all. I just caught her on a, in a bad moment and that's okay. First impression, obviously, was just from online. I just thought she was really sweet and I, I really liked her videos. I've talked about before how my mom was like, you need to become best friends with this girl. Like, you need to become friends with her. And she's like, I think that you guys are going to be great friends. And I was like, mom, stop trying to make my friends for me. I don't think so. And then lo and behold, mom was right. So I think honestly, yeah, I was just, I was always very inspired by her work ethic and her tenacity. Truly. If you look at her channel, if you looked at her channel back then and like now she's just always had her finger on the pulse. I feel like she's always killed it and been such an inspiration for so many creators, including myself. So I've always just been very inspired by her and her mind, her mind. (laughs) Do you have any recs for other YouTubers to watch? Um, <laughs> yes, I will say currently right now, the only YouTube videos that I'm watching are K-pop videos or Kim Tai vlogs, but I love Kim Tai vlogs. If you guys like my vlogs, uh, Kim is one of my really good friends who I've known for years and years and years, truly like one of my first ever YouTube friends. She started as a makeup guru back in like the makeup guru era, like 2016. And then now she's more of like a, a vlogger at home. We, she and I just get along so well. Like I love her so much and I love her vlogs because they're very long, very calming. Again, I'll put it on and I'll do the laundry or I'll do dishes or something. And it's just very relaxing. Um, I also love Christy Vetter's vlogs. I love, I mean, I, lo- I watch a lot of food content as well. So I love Mikey Chen, Strictly Dumpling. Um, I'll often just like watch a lot of animal videos. <laughs> um, like, you know, 15 things you didn't know about the the creatures in the, what is that thing that I'm trying to think of? Um, Mariana Trench, things like that. That's what I'll watch. Um, yeah, sorry. I, my YouTube history is really wild and really crazy. Um, but I feel like I'm always finding new YouTubers to watch, like new vloggers. I've been very in, into vlogs. My fam love her vlogs. Um, Michelle Choi, so many good vloggers. I just love like long chill vlogs. I love those because I feel like it puts me at ease and I feel like that's kind of what I post too. So similarly so. How do you stay motivated when you're feeling down, working out and getting your job done? I am a big, I just personally am not a big fan of like putting myself down. I don't miss that sounds, but really I try to not let the small things bother me. Um, you know, when I was in my, my mindset of like working out five to seven times a week, if not more than that. Um, I was really hard on myself. If I skipped a workout, I'd be really hard on myself. If I slipped up, quote unquote, slipped up and and like ate a cheat meal, uh, you know, I would be really hard on myself. And it just wasn't a time where I was happy. And I can very much correlate it with the fact that I was punishing myself for things that truly did not matter. Um, If you're feeling down about missing a workout, let me just tell you, missing one workout is not going to change anything. Missing two workouts, three workouts, it doesn't matter truly in the grand scheme of things. Um, If I skip a workout for the day and I miss it, then honestly, I have tomorrow, even though tomorrow is not always guaranteed, I know, but I, I like to think in the sense where I have tomorrow, I'll give it another try. If I miss it again the next day, I'll give it another try the next day. It's just nothing to you know, be really upset over. That's kind of the mindset that I'm in currently. Right now I'm kind of struggling because I, if I work out, I definitely like to work out early in the morning, but I also have a lot of like a pretty full work schedule most of the time. So I've been really trying to figure out like a a time for me to get my workouts in. And in doing so, honestly, I haven't been working out because I've been putting it on the back burner. Um, And some days I'm definitely like, oof, 
you know, Rami, you like you could have fit it in here. You could have done it there. Like sometimes I'm making excuses for myself. But at the end of the day, it's a workout. I'm trying my best and that's all that we can do Uh, regarding getting your job done. That's another thing. I think um, a lot of this just relies, it comes down to planning. And for me personally, um, I like to plan my week out. I like to plan my months out and I like to schedule things in. And I think it's more so just making time. And I'm saying this as I'm not doing it myself. So please take this with a grain of salt. But I think as long as you, you know, can schedule certain work hours, like I'm going to go to the gym from this time to this time, work out from this to this time, get my work done from this to this time. Um, it makes it a little easier, but you're never guaranteed to, to get it all done because we're all human and that's okay. And I think just be gentle on yourself. That's what I'm telling myself every day. It's definitely something that I want to get back into. Um, but I never want to get back into the mindset where I'm punishing myself or mentally upset with myself for skipping a day in the gym because life is not worth that. Um, what's it like being an aunt? Fabulous. It's amazing. I mean, um, I really haven't been able to see him too much because he's still really new and they've been really busy with all their appointments and things. But just knowing he's out in the world is really crazy. And I just can't wait till I get to like see him more and take him out to do things. I was at Disneyland in Japan and I started freaking out because I was like, oh my God, I get to take him to Disneyland. Like I'm so excited. Um, And I can't wait to have my own kid one day. I do have baby fever when I first saw him. I, all I could think about was I want a child, (laughs) but it's been fabulous. Do you ever feel overwhelmed always being in the public eye? Yes, absolutely. Um, unless in the sense that you think actually, I, I, this has been my life for 10 years, day in and day out. So I, it's all I kind of really know for like almost half my life, but I will say, um, I get overwhelmed more so when I meet people in in public because I love the relationship that I have with all my viewers online. But when you meet someone in public, I'm just so aware that if I am not what they were expecting, then I'm like ruining the relationship that we might have or, you know, what they think of me or, or what they've built up in their head for all these years. So uh, that's what I'm more so stressed out about. Every time I walk away from meeting someone, I'm usually with Ollie, Alicia or Cal or my mom and I'll walk away and uh, after meeting someone and the first thing I say is, was I nice? And they're always like, yes, you were nice. You were nice. Just because I, I, I never want to leave someone with a, you know, a bad taste in their mouth. Sometimes I just get really nervous and I I just like overthink it. So if you've ever met me and, um, I was just like weird, I'm so sorry. I promise. Like, I love meeting you guys. I just really freak out. And also I never want to like assume that people are, are trying to talk to me, you know? So that people will be like, excuse me in a store and I'll look and I'll be like, and they're like, can you move to the side, please? Like I'm trying to get through. I'm like, oh my God, sorry. (laughs) So I definitely stress about that more than anything. Um, Another thing that I definitely am taking into account more now, and I think this just has come with growing up and hopefully maturing, is that uh, I don't have to share everything with everyone. And I think that's more in the sense where, you know, my life is now more involved with other people. Like Cal obviously is a huge one. Um, Obviously new family members and the baby and things like that. Like I'm so open and honest with my real life, with with my personal life. And that's great. And I think that's why I've been able to have such a strong connection with 
my viewers is because I say everything that goes on my life down to like, I'm on my period to like, oh my God, my next one all got stuck in my arm down to like, oh my God, I lost my virginity. Like I really, nothing is left off the microphone or the camera, but I am realizing that, you know, some people in my life don't necessarily want all of their business blasted all over the internet. Um, and nothing has like led me, no fights or like conversations had led me to this point. It's more of just like a thing that I'm, I'm thinking about moving forward with my life. Like as I am one day going to be married and like fully sharing a life with someone as I'm going to become a mom one day, hopefully, um, you know, thinking about not just like what I want for my kid, but also what Cal wants for his kid and kind of like trying to take all those things into, into consideration. So I think moving forward, I definitely want to start pulling back a bit on what I do share and anything that I do share, I think I want it to be a hundred percent mine because then obviously I'm the only one who can say that I'm okay with sharing that. So yeah, sorry that went in a whole other way, but overwhelmed in that sense, but not really overwhelmed. (laughs) I love you. Where do you find clothes that work for your chest size from a girl who struggles? Girl, I feel you. Um, I honestly just wear stretchy clothes because my chest is rather large as well. I've actually been really considering getting a breast reduction just because I feel like it hinders a lot of my daily life. Uh, It hinders a lot of what I wear. Um, It hinders my ability to, to work out a lot. Uh, it hinders my, my posture. It hinders a lot of things. Um, ultimately I think I am a little too scared because going under the knife really scares me, but I really, really love my parallel square neck tank. I wear that every day. I recommend honestly, just like a stretchy tank top. Uh, I hate wearing bras, so I really don't wear bras. I love skims products. They're fucking amazing. Um, I love my, my little parallel top, just something to hold the ladies in to wear under literally anything else. So like whether, whether I'm wearing a sweatshirt or a sweater or a, a t-shirt or something, like it makes me feel more comfortable to do that. Um, being fully honest, a lot of things that aren't stretchy don't usually fit me. Like a lot of like corsets and things that like, if it's not like a lace up, like if it's like a button up, usually it's not going to fit. Um, so I'm just kind of in the time of my life where I'm trying to find new things, but I'm not feeling super comfortable in clothes lately, which is why I'm usually just wearing sweatshirts and leggings on this podcast. Um, but that's okay. I mean, it's happened to me before in my life. It's going to happen again, but I'm just kind of trying to make it work. Places to go though. I do really like, you know what I really like? If you're looking for like cute going out outfits, I really do like White Fox because a lot of their stuff is stretchy. Uh, you can look on the website. I honestly recommend this is what I do. Go in the description. If anything has like um, elastane or any sort of like stain in the word, that means it's going to be kind of like spandexy, which means it's stretchy. Um, so I really like White Fox stuff. I really like the skim stuff, as I said, is all very stretchy and very comfortable. Um, I'll often go on Revolve again and just look for stretchier things. Um, That's kind of just my vibe right now. Um, But yeah, just look in the description. Wherever you're shopping, look in the description. Elasting, you're good to go. (laughs) What type of wedding would you have? Like spring or winter, et cetera. I have always been a girly since I was young. I've never been the one to like imagine what my wedding looks like. Like, I can't even tell you what I think it's going to look like. All I know is I'm going to have a June wedding. That's something that I've wanted since I was a kid for some reason. And it was solidified with the movie Bride Wars for sure. But I've always just been a big fan of June weddings. Cal and I met in June. Um, so it'd be really cool to have our wedding like on, you know, around the time where we met. That'd be really special. But uh, definitely like a 
I guess June is like cusp spring summer, that sort of time. I would love to have like a beachy situation. I know that those are very expensive. I don't want to be on the beach because I don't want sand getting all up in my business, but I would love like maybe an overlooking the beach moment. I'm definitely more of like a definitely Southern California born and raised. Obviously, I feel like it's just good to is what I want to like be in like my home area. Um, not a wine vineyard girl. I think it's very much like beachy town would be great. Do you ever feel a cultural disconnect from not being able to speak Korean? Absolutely. Um, well, I, you know what? I grew up in a family where my mom and dad only speak English to us. Uh, they would speak Korean to each other when they didn't want us to know what was going on. <laughs> um, the only thing is that my grandma speaks fluent Korean. She speaks English. She speaks English pretty damn well for what age she came here also. And she's the cutest little button in the world. But I, I was actually thinking about this as I was getting in the car because we get sponsored by Rosetta Stone. And I was listening to the podcast episode and Alicia was saying, you know, maybe you have someone in your family that, you know, you would like to connect with on a further level. And I was like, oh my God, I would love to speak to my grandma. In, in Korean. That'd be amazing. And I had this, this all happened this morning. I was like, imagine I learn it on my own time. And then I just go to my grandma and I start speaking Korean. She would lose her mind. So it's definitely something that I would love to learn. I, um, am just, I love Korean culture. I love Korean food. I love Korean music. I love, I love being Korean. I like never shut up about it. So it's something that I definitely want to learn. I, I've just never been able really to grasp languages. Well, I really struggled with Spanish in high school. Um, and middle school. So I, I really want to practice and I want to try. I've even looked into like taking lessons and things. So um, it's something that I definitely would like to do. And I would love to surprise my grandma one day. And my mom would love to go to Korea and speak Korean together. <laughs> I know she would love that. <laughs> What's your red flag? Ooh, someone who was rude to waiters or service people or anything like that. That is the biggest indicator that you're a dick. And it's such an easy way to weed people out, whether you're on a first date or like you're, you know, meeting new friends. If someone is rude to anybody around you, especially, I feel like you're usually at a restaurant. So like waiters are easy to tell. Goodbye. You're the worst. That's my biggest red flag for sure. What are basic life changes that you made to help with PCOS? I just got diagnosed two years ago. <sighs> I mean, I say this every time, but it's definitely an ongoing struggle for me, I am currently on metformin. I talked about that. Something that I really struggle with with medication is I, I'm, I'm a really undiligent person. I have the hardest time remembering to do things. No matter how many alarms I set on my phone to do something, I really struggle. And um, medication is one thing that I struggle with. Like I'm on birth control currently and metformin for PCOS, and I'm having the hardest time trying it. And Cal every day is like, Remy, did you take it? And I'm like, no, I forgot. And he's like, it's not something you can like forget. It's something that you really need to do to help your body. So you need to remember to do it. And I hear it every day and I'm really trying. I need to set more alarms or do something. I even at one point got this like sleeve for my birth control pills that you put the, the pills in and then it'll put like an alarm on your phone. and It'll tell you like when you took it or if you did not take it for the day. Um, and even then I still struggled. So Honestly, I, it, I, I don't have many updates as of right now. I know some people for PCOS do gluten-free and dairy-free. I tried for a bit and then my doctor was like, you don't have to do that. I was like, thank God, because I struggled a lot with that. I made it like two days. Maybe it was really hard for me. Um, and I think that's a, a good thing to remember just to not, if you, if you can stick with that and that's something that your doctor says you should do, then 
absolutely if it makes you feel better I think just being really in tune with your body helps a lot too for me for instance when I went to Japan we went to the breakfast buffet and I was so excited about this breakfast buffet because first of all I love food second of all I love breakfast food and I love a Japanese breakfast if you didn't know Uh, a Japanese breakfast usually consists of like rice miso soup like lots of like little side pickled vegetables and fish and sometimes sushi and things like in the morning Um, and I just love it so much I just I was so excited about this buffet and so at the start of our trip every morning we'd go and I would eat a lot because it was a buffet and I was excited. And so I would just eat as much as I, you know, wanted to until I felt like ridiculously full. And then immediately I'd wake up with energy, eat all that food immediately. I'd be lethargic. And already when you eat a lot of food, obviously it makes you sleepy, but with PCOS, basically like an insulin resistance, when you eat that much, you know, starchy carbs and things like I was eating rice and, and dumplings and potatoes and all these things, which are so good. And I think are great in, in, um, what is the word? Moderation. Um, I wasn't, uh, moderation went out the window when I go to a buffet. So every morning I'd start off my morning with copious amounts of, of starchy foods that would spike my insulin levels and it would make me lethargic and tired for the rest of the day. So maybe like four days into the trip, I started picking up on it. I would have to go back and nap. And then I felt bad because I was like, you know, making the trip not as fun for Cal because he was waiting for me to wake up the whole time. Um, and he's so patient and sweet with that stuff. I, um, was like, you know what? I'm going to try eating like more protein this morning, less carbs, maybe some fruit fiber things. And I ate that and I had so much energy. So I think it's just being in tune. I mean, do I regret eating all those carbs and getting lethargic? Absolutely not. They were delicious, but I think it's just being in tune with your body and how you feel. And that's really important. So I don't have any really big changes yet, but I really am trying to listen more, trying to get more steps in. Um, you know, I really did love soul cycle. I did like 300 something rides at one point in like a year. Like I was a soul cycle crazy girl at one point. Um, but then I realized like workouts like that are not great for PCOS because again, it like spikes everything for you. Um, so I think that, you know, doing research and just more so listening to your body, like my body definitely does feel better when I just go for a walk versus after a soul cycle class when I was shaking. (laughs) Pretty basic. Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be Continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. How do you build a good team to work with? Has your new assistant been meshing well? Oh my gosh, yes. I, okay, I'll start with the first question. How do you build a good team to work with? I think it is, I mean, you just have to have a lot of trust. I think it's a lot of trial and error. I've been very lucky that everybody that I've worked with has been 
a great asset to the team at that time in my life. Um, at one point, my really good friend Eli worked with me, obviously, as you guys know, and he was a great fit for that season. Um, now I'm working with Wit as my producer, who is a great fit currently. Um, I've been so lucky to just have so many amazing people to work with me. I've hired on my best friend Ollie to help me with like social media things. I've had a couple assistants in my time and everybody's just always been great. I've been very lucky in that sense. I think that it is just a uh, a good foundation is good training. I think really like handholding to let the person, you know, feel like they're not alone and not just like throwing someone in because that can be really hard. I think also, again, just like, yeah, trust. I think um, it's really good to physically show people as well. I feel like that's been a really big, helpful guide with people that I bring on. Um, and my new assistant's been meshing well with everybody. She's fantastic. She's so sweet. Um, I also just kind of, hire people that I think mesh well with my personality, like in, in, um, interviews and things you can kind of off the bat tell if you're going to really like, like someone or not. Um, I think also I love hiring people that are, because this business is so touch and go, like there's just so much always happening at once. And a lot of people, like I have to wear so many different hats. And so when I hire people on, I'm always like, Hey, just so you know, like this is your, your, like, this is the role that I'm hiring for, but it might change it. You know, I might need help with this. I might need help with that. I think also being overly communicative before you bring them on is very important because it's not fair to bring someone in and then just switch up everything that they're doing. So I think it's really important to like talk about that. And, um, for instance, like with my assistant, I, I love to have an assistant to help me with, um, I love doing daily tasks. Like I know some people, some influencers have assistants who like grocery shop for them and like restock their toilet paper and like, um, drive them places. Like I, I personally like to, to do all that kind of stuff for myself. So I really like having an assistant to help with like, uh, clerical things to help me with, uh, you know, whatever it is that I might need more on like the, the content side rather than like, uh, daily task kind of things. Um, and when we were interviewing for an assistant, there was this woman, I actually didn't meet her. She went through the rounds before she met me. And I guess she was like this, this older woman, uh, she was like a mom and she made it like very far down the, the rounds. And then when she had the interview with my manager, the first thing she did when she got on was like, yeah, I'm not going to get coffee. I'm not here to get coffee for people. And he was like, you know, like that's not like necessarily the job, but, um, you know, there might be a day where she like, she might need coffee, like you know, like on, if she's doing an interview or like, you know, she might just need it. She's like, no, I'm not going to do that. Um, so right off the bat, we were like, it's not that I'm mad that she doesn't want to get me coffee. It was more of like the, the, um, willingness to, to, to adapt or like to, to, to do maybe to wear another hat for the day. Um, so that's definitely something that I look for. And that was just funny that I heard that. And I hope she's doing well. And I hope she found a job where she doesn't have to get coffee. Cause I understand, I get it. And I was like, know your worth. I love that. But I, I don't want to feel bad if I ever have to ask for a coffee one day. <laughs> Any cooking with Remy updates? Would you ever own your own restaurant? Okay. Cooking with Remy updates. Um, nothing crazy. I'm back after traveling and I'm just getting back into the flow of, of cooking and making more content. And I really just want to focus on making new recipes because I've been gone so much and haven't been cooking, but I've been having fun in the kitchen. Um, and right now I am trying to focus on eating better, especially after traveling for so long and also trying to eat better with my PCOS. So I've been having a lot of fun trying to find like healthier, quote unquote, healthier, um, substitutions and recipes and things for 
you know, things that I normally love because it makes me feel better and it is better for my body with what I'm going through. Um, like for instance, I love me a taquito and I love some buffalo chicken dip. And so I just posted a TikTok where I made these grain-free, really protein-packed buffalo chicken taquitos. And I use like these grain-free tortillas. And then in the buffalo chicken mixture, I just use like uh, a rotisserie chicken and and blended cottage cheese, like super high protein, some regular cheese and buffalo sauce, like super high protein, packed it all up, air fried it. um, And they're really good. And you can check out the recipe on my TikTok, but I've just been having fun like you know, taking things that I normally love that maybe don't make me feel as great and tweaking those. And that's kind of what I'm doing right now. Um, And then would you ever open your own restaurant? I don't want to say never. I don't want to say never. Probably not though. I don't think uh, being a restaurateur is is what I'm passionate about, at least at this point in my life. Um, But I do think it'd be really cool. Definitely one, like I'm open to it maybe one day, but for now, I don't see it happening. But maybe one day when I'm older and more experienced, I don't know. Or like maybe I'll get a Food Network show and then I'll be like uh, Gordon Ramsay or Giada and have a restaurant in Vegas because that would be cool because then I could go to Vegas all the time <laughs> and I would have a lot of money to spend at the casino. <laughs> okay. Is it a good idea to leave a long-term relationship just to find myself as an individual? Uh, I think I think it just depends. I think if it's something that you feel needs to happen to find yourself as an individual, Abs- I don't want to say absolutely, but I think that it's definitely something that you, you should think about. Uh, I, I don't think it's necessarily impossible to find yourself as an individual while also in a relationship too. Um, it sounds like maybe there's just, you guys aren't giving yourselves enough time and, and individual freedom time to maybe work on yourselves because I think that both are doable. But if you feel like it's the only option that you have to find yourself, then I do think that maybe it's a viable option because that is very, very, very important. Um, but before leaving, I think it's important to talk to your significant other about how you're feeling, um, and maybe come up with a plan of action to maybe provide more time for you to, you know, spend time with yourself, to do things that you love on your own, uh, to like feel passionate about things. I think that's super important. So, uh, please let me know how that goes. I'm very curious and I hope that my advice helped you. Tips on being empathetic and kind, but not allowing people to walk all over you. Oh, this is what I struggle with. I would have to say there is a time in my life where I would let people walk all over me 24 seven. And I would completely put any of my own feelings out the window, whether that was in friendships, whether that was in relationships, situationships, dating, whatever it was like, I would just let them do whatever they wanted and maybe ignore red flags or ignore uh, moral inconsistencies with myself and things like that. Um, But I would just let it happen because I wanted them to like me or I was too scared to confront them or I felt defeated. And now I'm definitely better at speaking my voice, but I think that it really came with knowing my own morals uh, and who I am as a person. And that has really only come with, uh, honestly, those situations, learning from those, and then also working on myself. Um, because now I know what I stand for. Before I felt like maybe that's why I was letting people walk all over me was I didn't know what I stood for, or I was too scared to say what I stood for. Now I feel very confident in how I feel and what I know about myself as a person and what kind of friend I am, what kind of daughter I am, what kind of girlfriend I am. Um, so I think it's just more of like a, a thing with time. I think also really go with your gut. 
with being an empath and trust me, I get it. No matter how empathetic I felt in a situation in my gut, I always knew the truth. And so I think really listen to that. I don't think that necessarily everything has to be like a big blow up cutoff. Also, if someone's walking all over you, it could simply be a, situ- a conversation. And I think it's much better to have it be a small conversation when you're feeling something in the, maybe not necessarily in the moment, if you don't want to do it in the moment, but like maybe, you know, sleep on it a couple nights and then address the situation before it becomes a full blown issue. Because in the past, I would do that all the time. I would just let resentment build and I would let myself get walked all over. I would let myself get treated poorly and I would never say anything. And then at the end it would be a big blow up fight or it would be, you know, I felt like I was walking on eggshells and that just wasn't the mature way to handle it. Now, if something's bothering me and it's so much easier when it's just a small minute thing, it's just a, Hey, I just want to let you know, you know, when, when you did this, it made me feel this way. And if they listen to that, great. If they don't, then start putting in distance because, uh, it's not worth it. If not, someone's not going to care to listen to you. Why should you care about them? Sorry. Any tips for the teens on how to deal with body image and hate? I think once we all come to terms with the fact that all of us have different body shapes and sizes, we can all move the fuck on. I hate how concerned everybody is with everybody else's bodies. It doesn't matter to anybody truly it doesn't matter it it shouldn't concern you what somebody else weighs what someone else looks like what what size somebody's wearing it doesn't matter um obviously we all are so hung up on the idea of what society says is beautiful and I think once we get past I don't know if we ever will to be fully honest but I hope that one day we can look past the idea that one type of shape is is beautiful. I think for now, it's really important for us to instill in our children, if you're listening to this and you're a mom or a dad, or you're going to have kids one day, it's so important to instill the idea that everybody is beautiful and everybody is different. And that's it. You guys saw my brother. He is, I swear, he eats 17 times more than me in a day, but he's never had struggles with his weight. He just his body just works differently than mine does. And that's okay. It's something that I've struggled with a long time for a long time, because I'll, I would look at him growing up when I've always struggled with my weight and been so jealous of, but eventually I came to terms with the fact that like, well, first of all, he was born male and I was born a female. So we just have different things going on in our bodies. Um, and I have PCOS and I have insulin resistance and it's just, it comes with the territory of what I was born with. Um, and it's nothing to be upset about and it's nothing to worry over. It's just life such as life. And I don't know. I think if someone's hating on someone for their body image, then something they're obviously not feeling good about themselves. I think that's also something to remind people of, uh, because if you are happy and you're living your life and you're happy in your own skin, you do not want to tear somebody else down. So (sighs) it's a, there's a lot to unpack. There really is. Okay, next one. Where was your favorite place and country you traveled to? Ooh, I mean, I might it might be because I was just there and I had the best trip, but I love Japan. Honestly, every time that I go to a new country, I just feel so blessed that I'm able to travel. Obviously, that's a luxury that not everybody is able to experience. So I just feel so lucky to be able to go to these places and especially go for work to like be sent to a place for work is just like the craziest thing to me that I'm able to go to cool places. I also loved Bora Bora because that was just 
the most stunning thing I've ever seen. Um, when I was in high school and I wasn't really like vlogging at the time, I don't think, or maybe I did vlog it. I have a horrible memory, but it was a decade ago. I, um, as my graduation gift from high school, my aunt took me to uh, Europe and she lived in Europe at the time she was living in Sweden. So we got to visit her in Sweden and see where she lived in the countryside. I got to see uh, Stockholm. I got to go to Paris, I got to go to London. And that was just a really cool trip. So honestly, every place that I've been to is really cool. And there are so many other gorgeous places that I can't wait to hopefully go to one day. After dealing with F boys, how did you learn to trust Cal slash trust your instincts? Fabulous question. Hmm. I don't know. When, I don't know if this is normal or I don't know if it's just because I have a horrible memory, but I didn't really let the past guys affect my dating life moving forward. Like even like, as we all know, that situation ship that made me really sad. I didn't really let that affect me moving forward because that was one person. I understand uh, being in a relationship, a long-term relationship and, and getting cheated on and then having trust issues. I totally understand that. Um, I haven't experienced that personally, but I can't even imagine the trauma that that brings on. So for me personally, just like with dealing with like shitty guys and then dating new guys um, after that, I, I didn't really let that affect my judgment because I would hate if someone dated a girl before me and, you know, maybe they were a shitty person and then held me to that after um, because... I'm not a shitty person, hopefully. Um, so I just tried to give everybody new, fresh perspective. Um, and with Cal, like, he right off the bat was so very much not an F-boy that it was easy for me to, like, let go of anything if I was holding on to anything. Um, and I think that that's that, that stays true to dating in general after seeing F-boys. Like, you're going to meet shitty guys. You're going to meet shitty girls all along the way, and that just happens. Um, and I think it's just trying to let go, not hold on, uh, and let those people show you who they really are with these new people that you're seeing. Because if you're holding on to all this this anger or jadedness and things towards people that you're moving forward with in your life, then I feel like you're missing out on a lot. So I tried to just, I didn't try. I did just let it go. Um, and I hope that you guys are able to too. It's hard, I'm sure. But it just makes dating more fun when you're able to like really fully see the people for who they are instead of holding um, any sort of prior, you know, preconceived notions on someone. I have talked about it on the podcast though. It wasn't that I had like trust issues that I was bringing on to my relationship with Cal. It was more so that I fully hadn't dropped all feelings for people from my past when I started seeing Cal because Cal kind of came out of nowhere and I had been working on trying to do the work for myself, but I hadn't fully gotten there yet. And um, it was something that I brought up to Cal pretty early on in our relationship, which I know a lot of people wouldn't have brought up to their significant other, but I felt comfortable in doing so with Cal because he is just so sweet and always such a great listener and like wants to know what's going on in my head. So it was something that I brought on pretty early in our relationship that he, and not even like he actively helped me work through it just by being himself and our relationship growing over time and me realizing how great of a person he is made me realize that the person that I was holding on to wasn't even like a 10th of the man that Cal is. And I was holding on to more so like the idea of someone than who they actually were. Um, so that's kind of why it took me so long, but I, I'm really glad that I had that talk with Cal, uh, because it was something that was going on in my head that I, I felt comfortable sharing with him. Um, but that's definitely something that I brought over to our relationship early on and naturally just, but it faded away very early on in our relationship. Um, but yeah, 
My foot is asleep. What qualities does Cal have that you think every partner should? Patience. He has so much patience with me. He also is just a genuinely good person. Um, I think it's really important to listen to somebody and how they speak about other people when you're looking for a partner. Um, He speaks so highly of everybody. Like he doesn't have a bad bone in his body. Um, I mean, obviously he's human and he has bad days and he has good days um, as we all do. But I just, I love his his care for me. I love how he takes care of me when I'm, um, if I like stub my toe and I'm like, ow, he'll come running with a first aid kit. And he's like, baby, <laughs> it's really sweet. And I've never had like anyone do that for me before other than like my mom. Um, so I just, I, I just feel supported from him. I feel, um, so much support in my just everyday life with like responsibilities and with my work. I feel so much support from him when I like you know, accomplish something. Um, I just feel good around him. I feel like I'm my best self around him. And I think that's just like the biggest quality you should look for in a partner is just feeling good um, and being able to grow with the person because that's essentially what we all want to do. Okay, guys, last one. Advice you would give your younger self. I was just telling someone this the other day and I forget what I said. Um, I would say... Oh my gosh. Cal's mom actually posted a really great little uh, meme or like a graphic on her Instagram. And it made me actually like laugh out loud because it put all of my, like the things that I've worried about for the past 10 years of my life into one silly little graphic that made so much sense to me. And it was something along the lines of like, why are you worrying about what other people think? Think about other people. They're awful. Not in like, obviously everyone's awful way, but I just thought it was funny how like, you know, there are some really shitty people out there who want to bring people down, you know, whether you're in my line of work or just whether you're not in every aspect of every day, you run into people who are just sour, who want to make your day worse, who are just, you know, trying to bring you down because they are not feeling great about themselves. And I really do hope that they're okay and that they, they find happiness to make themselves feel happier. But truly like, why am I trying to impress those people? They don't deserve for me to try and and impress them or try and win them over because what's the point? You know, I want to make the people that I love who are good to me feel good. Um, and that's all that I really need to worry about. So that reading that was really funny to me because that, I mean, this is something that I've struggled with for 10 years while being online, but also just my whole life. I've always been a people pleaser. I was dying laughing the other day because I was thinking about how being a kid and being here with Shane the other day made me reminisce on my childhood. And I've always been the same. I remember when I was a kid, uh, I'd always have people like, you know, play dates at my house, like girlies would come over and we'd have little fun play dates. Um, and then when they would go to leave, I would just like give them my things. Like I would literally like give them my own personal belongings clothing, shoes, stuffed animals. I was like, take your pick, take whatever I own. It's all yours. And at one point my mom had to come up to me and she was like, Remy, can you stop giving people things that I'm buying you? Because like, I'm buying you those things. Please don't do that. But I was just such a people pleaser that I wanted people to like me. I remember I would like give people money all the time to like not necessarily be my friends, but I thought like if I gave people money that they would like me more, which I'm sure they did. But I was just thinking about all that stuff. And I thought it was funny because if I could go back in time and tell myself, I like remember these specific instances where I would like give people my things thinking that it would like make them like me. I didn't have to do that. (laughs) And I know that now. And obviously it sounds so obvious hearing it, but you know, people are going to like you if they want to like you. And if they don't like you, then that's okay. (sighs) That's something that 
I'm trying to remind myself every day, something that I wish I could tell myself when I was younger. Um, but that's like the main thing that I think I would go back and tell myself. And also again, just like the body image thing, everybody's different and that's okay. No one should ever make you feel bad about the body that you're in. That is, it's so wild to me. I'm pretty sure I've talked about this before, but my old high school, like dance coach was horrible and made me feel like absolute garbage for being the biggest and heaviest person on the team at all times for all four years always made me feel bad always made me feel like my spot was in jeopardy because of how I looked like always always was just such a horrible person and obviously she just had her own issues that she needed to deal with on her own but it just like the fact that someone can make a a teenager feel that way about themselves and a grown adult says a lot about that person. I wish I could go back to my high school self and tell me I'm going to cry right now. This sucks. Um, I wish I could go back and tell myself like, she's lame. She's so, she was so sad and, and so mean and you don't need to let that affect you. Hi, Cal. Cal just got here, but yes, I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Thank you so much for listening. And I love you guys. Uh, if you liked this solo episode, let me know. Cause I will do more for you guys. I had a really good time. I'm so glad that this is not going to be 30 minutes after recording for three and a half hours. And I'll catch you guys next time. (laughs) Bye.